FM Rewind, Bile 88.1, Area Code. Going to be speaking to Uwelile Mkize to tell us more about um, the generation facilities that have been put up. And parts of these generation facilities have to do with solar energy as well as um, your normal coal electricity um, that has to do with that. So at least there's an addition um, of parts and places within our country. Good morning, Willie. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, welcome to Area Code. Good morning. Um, uh, thank you so much uh, to have me this morning. Willie Mkize, um, sir, so you have said, you've put up um, a statement to speak about generation facilities. Can you please tell us more about this? Um, can you provide more insight on the processes that NESA um, go, takes upon themselves when registering these generation facilities? Yes. Uh, I'll be happy to do so. Um, it's a process that we have uh, um, shortened in the in the last uh, uh, couple of months uh, by trying to ensure that uh, the turnaround times are as quick as possible. Yeah. So the applicant will um, uh, provide an application in, in writing uh, to the head of uh, department licensing and um, the. The application will be allocated, a file will be opened, uh, after which the application will then be evaluated. The applicant will then get a, an acknowledgement letter acknowledging the receipt of the application and also stating if there are any outstanding uh, documents or uh, whatever that is uh, still required for the application to go forward. Once all the information has been received, we then start counting in terms of the number of days, um, you know, that it will take to evaluate the application and also to go through the approval processes. So recently, as I, was, as I said earlier, we've managed to reduce our process to sometimes less than 10 days uh, for a full application from the time an application is placed with all the, uh, the, the required documentation until the time that the applicant receives the registration certificate. So yes, we can pride ourselves in, um, uh, you know, with that achievement. Uh, yeah, thank you. Well, that's something that's great. But can we talk about the factors um, that contribute to the preferences of solar PV technology over other forms of generation technology in South Africa? Yeah, I think it's just purely based on the fact that um, uh, the counterpart, which is normally wind, you know, if you want to talk about. Um, uh, what what you call uh, intermittent um, electricity, which is PV and uh, and wind. So the preference of PV is that it's readily available throughout the country. You know, you know, sunshine, uh, as opposed to wind, which is particularly strong in the um, you know in the Cape areas, uh, like your Eastern Cape, your Western Cape, uh, a little bit in the Northern Cape as well. So I think it's just purely uh, based on the, uh, you know, the the fact that uh, solar or sunshine rather is readily available throughout the country. So people prefer uh, solar generally. With the preferences of solar, because that is uh, a place that we're clearly moving to, especially with the challenges that we are seeing with Eskem as well. There is land that's obviously mm. needed for these wind turbines and everything. Do we have enough land for that in South Africa? Yes, sure. Um, I mean, if you compare us, for example, to uh, a country like Denmark. I mean, I was in Denmark uh, last year, June, 
um, because of the lack of land mass, you know, on onshore uh, land, they actually have to mostly set up their wind turbines um, offshore. So yeah, uh, but in South Africa, it's it's completely opposite. We've got enough, um, you know, land uh, to be able to uh, to put up uh, wind turbines. Um, well, in regards to some of the challenges and the barriers, um, what can we talk about the adoption of the BESS technology? Um, what has NERSA mm. identified um, in regard or when it comes to integration to the South African el- electricity supply industry? Uh, look, I think it's just purely based on, on, on cost because remember when you do an installation, say at your house, um, there's there's going to be two major components. It's going to be, in fact, three. It's going to be your solar panels, your inverter, and then it's going to be batteries. Um, so if you add the the three, if you include batteries specifically, then the investment becomes quite massive. So what a lot of people do is that they only install solar panels and um, and inverters. Uh, which means that they are happy to, you know, to just utilize electricity from the sun during sunshine hours uh, and not store that energy during the day in order for them to use it later in the evening. So what most people do is that they do their cooking, their, you know, washing machines, everything runs during sunshine hours so that they can, um, you know, take advantage of the solar hours. Uh, simply because it's basically cheaper to go that route rather than storing the energy and then using it uh, later in the evening. So purely based purely on that, on the return on investment, like how long it takes for you to get back your money, people just normally don't adopt um, uh, batteries in their installation. Um, when you're saying they don't normally adopt their batteries in their installation, can you elaborate more on that, please? Yeah, as I, say, as I said, um, the the system normally consists of the solar panels, the inverters. So inverters basically uh, invert the DC from the solar panels to AC. In other words, the electricity you use in your home is is alternating current. Uh, you know the one you get from the grid. So in order for the electricity from the uh, solar panels, which is DC current, which is like battery kind of um, voltage and current, you need an inverter to invert it from that DC to AC. So with that, you can actually use the just the solar panels and the inverter. But batteries are there to store that excess energy during the day so that you can be able to use it later on. So what I'm saying is that most people, uh, because the system works simply with solar panels and inverters, um, they simply just maximize usage of the, you know, the PV to electricity during sunshine hours. And then they don't bother to store the energy because of that additional investment that's required, you know, to, to purchase batteries. Um, I'm not sure if it's if it's clear. No, it is actually. It makes perfect sense um, there. Thank you so much. Can we talk about? Sure. May, could I get an incentive from NASA? Maybe if I was to place um, or maybe encourage the adoption of clean energy. Yeah, 
mainly that is a policy issue and uh, NASA does not really venture into a policy. You will recall, for example, that um, the president announced in his, not this year, but last year's State of the Nation, uh, that there will be a sort of like a tax rebate, um, uh, sort of uh, break of, of about 15,000 for every solar installation. Mm-hmm. So that was decided then, but it expired at, I think it will expire at the end of February this year or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so in terms of incentives, that's a policy issue. What NERSA does do, though, is that we have a a, a unit within my department uh, that does education, you know, that does educate customers in terms of things like uh, what is available, what options are available for them. Um, for example, that takes incentive uh, that if you install a solar system of a certain size, you can actually be able to, um, you know, to benefit uh, from that tax, um, uh, you know, uh, tax rebate, so to speak. Mm. So they do go out and educate the public. But for us, we are implementers of policy. We don't um, develop policies that uh, speak to incentivizing customers. Uh, I don't know if uh, that is clear. That is also very clear. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us um, about this. Um, It's something that I guess we should be educating the listener even more, considering the fact that whether we like it or not, we are moving towards clean energy, and it's something that is beneficial, not only for just us as a country, but also, in fact, Mm. as a world. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, specifically also because of um, climate change. Um, We are, as a country, the 14th um, largest emitter of um, uh, greenhouse gas, which is particularly carbon dioxide. So for every solar panel we install, it's just that less bit of uh, carbon that we are emitting into the atmosphere. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us, Willila. Um, Have a blessed day and we look forward to learning more when it comes to nursing, clean energy and how it affects us as South Africans. Not a problem. Thank you so much for having me. His name is Willie Mkize and he is from NERSA and he was telling us about the achievement that NERSA had gained right now as, of course, they have announced that um, as of the 22nd of February, 124 generation facilities during the third quarter of 2023 and 2024 financial year has been achieved, closed and yes. Area code. FM Rewind. File 88.1.